We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Hello, JNAC podcast listeners. Welcome to the first episode of the new year. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and if you heard that voice, you heard it right. My co-host yes. has returned. I am back. Welcome back, wifey. Hey. Pastor Tiffany Peppers is here, my my wonderful co-host for the JNAC podcast. Yes. Thank you guys for tuning in. Welcome to the new year. Happy new year, everyone. I hope you guys celebrated. I hope you guys are moving strong. I hope the New Year's Eve was great for you. I hope they were at that service. We had a great time at the New Year's we Eve service. We did have a great time. Yes. But if you aren't listening from the air, we hope that you had a great time wherever you were. I, I was talking to someone in the in the store to, uh, the other day, and they were telling me about their shenanigans on New Year's. Shenanigans? Yeah, they weren't Christian, so it, it really wasn't... <laughs> It really wasn't. It wasn't a holy. No, it wasn't, it a, wasn't holy, a holy. But it, but a, they had a great time. Oh, did they? According to them, yeah, they did. <laughs> did they remember it the next day? That's the I, question. I, I don't okay, know, but all they, right. No, they remembered it because they told me. Okay, they told me. This is nonsense. Move yeah, on. It, it is nonsense. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, you know, it's a new year. It's a new year. It's a new opportunity to get yourself together. New year, same old podcast, right? No, not this in is a bad a, way. This is a good podcast. Saying that. The level, the consistency, we we going strong. We're not starting and stopping for no new year. <laughs> I'm not even sure if I agree with New Year's resolutions. Yes. Are We're you gonna, one hold up? Are you one of those people that say happy new years? I I don't do I? I don't know. I don't know. I've because never, it's, it's never, only one year. Happy New Year. I've never recorded myself saying it. Okay. Well, just for a PSA, it's Happy New Year. Happy New it's Year. It's a new year. New <laughs> a new year. It's a new year. It's a happy new year. Happy New Year's. I don't think I say Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. I got you. Okay. Happy all new right. Uh, that's just a public service announcement to those people. So why isn't it New Year Eve? You know what? Now you're getting into English language and we're not about to go down that rabbit hole. But I got to be in English. I don't want to go there. Just but, but I just know it's, it's not It's New Year's Eve. Yes, but there's an apostrophe there. No, it isn't. You know what? Stop. Move on. <laughs> go into the go into it. Matter of fact, when you were saying welcome back to me, that song came in my head. Welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome back. back. Yes, but you know, we could get in trouble for singing that kind of stuff nowadays. We're gonna be flagged for it. <laughs> but yes. All I, right, this podcast is off to a great start, guys. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> Let's start. Let's so, go. Uh, you are back. You're returning. Um Yes, you, I'm you back. Let me, you let me off the leash a little bit. I've been I going did. solo doing my Meet the Pastor. I've been listening. They've been good. We they, got what, one more? They have been good. One more. I'm going to let right. people know. Programming reminder. The, ver the, the Is it the seventh? I'm not sure what number it is, but the final Meet the Pastor episode is going to air next week with the one and the only Pastor Joshua Randolph. We 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 had a good conversation. You had a good conversation. Pastor Secret Jack. secretly secret told. It's already recorded. So, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. It's already in the book, so it's coming out next week. You guys will enjoy that. I had a good time with him. He's the newbie, so I saved him for last. You He's the newbie him. on on our. Uh, it wasn't because it wasn't because you couldn't get him into the podcast well, room. It was know, because they, they don't need to know all that. <laughs> the, the, 
the schedule availability of um, Pastor Josh is, is very not, limited. It's not a subject <laughs> of conversation. It's a limited schedule. <laughs> he's he's probably he may or may not be listening. So he, right. he has a limited schedule. All right. So I'm excited about the new year. I'm excited about everything that's been going on. I am starting a new uh, series. That's right. Kingdom mentality. Which. I'm, aired this week yes we started the first this, one week. Aired this week yes i am very excited about that um shout out to the series kingdom mentality if you're listening not in this area obviously jnag listeners you know you've you've either streamed but if you're not listening to the area make sure you're on our socials make sure you're on our website make sure you're following along this whole month of january is kingdom we are kingdom focus focused. on the kingdom that's, that's right. right i'm excited about it um I'm, I have a few things planned for it. You know, of course, Seek Ye First, the kingdom, we started with that. Um, I'm going to be talking about kingdom relationships. How do you know your relationship is aligned with the kingdom and with what God had in mind when he created you? That's, mm. I know, that's going to be interesting. That's going to be interesting. And not just relationships with the opposite sex but or your significant other, but also relationships with other people. Having your relationships be kingdom focused. Every time people mention relationships, they always take it to romantic. romantic yes, and exactly. A relationship is much more than it's that. It's so much more than you know, just you, romantic you're, you're relationships. You're in relationships with your family. You're yep. in relationship with your friends. You're in relationship with coworkers. Even. I am currently in a, in a relationship with a cold. Uh, <laughs> the new you year. Know what? <laughs> the new year was not. That great for me because I was you sick were for struggling. most of it. Yeah, so and y'all know when a man gets sick, it's like the right, world has to stop. Right, I, I was a little baby. I'm sorry, <laughs> but um, so getting over that. So if, if I sound a little muffled, Jnag, I apologize. But you know that's the way it is. I'm, I'm here working for y'all, for everybody out there in the virtual land. So this episode, you know, we've been focusing much more on getting to know pastors, obviously. But we're back to uh, subject matter, right? And I wanted to dive into, uh, obviously, we're in the new year. New Year's has just passed. So I wanted to dive into starting new. Um, but I wanted to come at it from a certain viewpoint. I mentioned a little bit ago that I don't really subscribe to the newsletter of resolutions, New Year's resolutions, or New Year resolutions, I, what, whichever go. one it it's, is. It's all right. Um, I don't really <laughs> subscribe to them. Not to say that I was having a conversation and I told someone about how I felt about those, but I do want to preface it by saying I don't mean that if you believe in resolutions that I, you're somehow a bad person. I don't think so. I think whatever works, works. But I look at it from a mindset of, I would rather set milestones than goals because mm -hmm. goals are final. Goals is a final boss. Goals is the end of a journey. And a milestone means that you're not finished on your journey, but you've reached a point, a success point, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we the, a milestone can be a success point. It can determine how far along you are in a project. So that's the way that I look at it because as the reason why I wanted to talk about this, because I knew we were beginning kicking off the year right. But I was just having this conversation as well. You know, I have a lot of conversations, guys. Uh, 
I was talking about the week between Christmas and New Year's and about how I felt like it's such a black hole of the year. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what I mean by that is it's just most people are lazy, whether you're working, whether you're not working. It's like, I just, Christmas ends. You don't know what day it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know what day it is. It's like, what's going on? A lot of people are on break. The kids are home. They, they're getting on your nerves at the house. All of that's going on. And it's like, man, like you said, I don't even know what day yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. And you kind of, for the the example that I'm saying is you're kind of shut down mentally, physically, right? You're still operating, obviously, but it's like at a low power mode. <laughs> low power mode. Right? Yes. So when the new year hits and you think about going back to work, kids think about going back to school, it is so hard to rev that engine to back up, up, right? Mm-hmm. And that is the point of topic that I wanted to discuss is revving the engine up after finishing strong. Yeah. Well, first, let me let me go back to because I know you talked about the whole idea of resolutions at the new year. Right. Um, I I think that we a lot of times um, get it wrong in terms of how um, we plan. Uh Sometimes some people just plan for the year. Oh, well, this year I'm going to do this or this year I'm going to do that. Right. When God actually a lot of times plans, you know, I think that we have to lean more towards he plans generationally. Mm-hmm. But and you have to look at sometimes you're planning in terms of decades, right. you know, um, the next 10 years. I want to do this. The next 20 years I want to have accomplished this and not so much try- because a year is actually a very short amount of time. Relatively speaking. Relatively speaking. It's a short amount of time to do all that needs to be done. Right. So sometimes you need more than a year. However, I think the newness happens every day. Right. Every day you get up. The Bible says that in Lamentations. uh, He talks about uh, Jeremiah, the prophet, talks about that God's his mercies never cease. They never come to an end. As a matter of fact, every single morning is new mercies. It's a new opportunity for you to start over and start fresh. So while I do not um, go for resolutions at the new year, I do like to look at it as it's another opportunity. It's a freshness to it. Okay. There's a freshness that that gives you the idea of whatever is behind me is past Mm -hmm. and I'm pressing into this new, I have to start learning how to write 2024 on, on papers, you know, if you still write, (laughs) right. If you still write a check, you know, (laughs) I don't write enough checks to remember 2024. Um, You know, if you, whatever those things that you have to write down or you have to do, you have to remember to the fact that it's a, uh, an entirely different year. It's a freshness to that. Yep. And that freshness is an invigoration. It, it it invigorates you to say, okay, this is something new. That's that's why spring is always so great because right. it's, you know, it, it, it's still your same, especially if you have a, some people, I know some of our listeners probably plant flowers and things. When those flowers come back the Shout next out Pastor year. Fatima. Yes, Pastor Fatima. She talked about her flowers. When they come back, you know, it's there's a freshness. Right. Even though it's the same seed. It come it came from the same seed from before. It's still a freshness in seeing it because there's new every single time we get up and we move forward. But you know what? That is where the trap lies. Mm-hmm. That is where 
I'm trying to hit this from. Because like you said, the newness is a moment. The freshness is a moment. Yeah. What and and what it is is like you said, leave the past behind. But mm-hmm. what you can what you cannot leave behind is your habits. Yes. Is your <laughs> tendencies. Is yes. the things it, it's not like you it's not like a car wash. Well, maybe it is a car wash, right? Mm-hmm. Let, let's say your car has trouble, but you take your car to a car wash, you you run it through the car wash. And it feels good. That moment driving off the car wash, the water's still dripping down. I just washed my car recently. so I know, see. You, yeah. It's a real visual so, here. Yeah. So <laughs> the, the water's dripping down. You know, the the the, the windows. Because the towel people aren't out there anymore. Yeah, you can see the, through the window. Great. Yeah, it's All great. of that, right? But then, like, you maybe you go a week and you realize, oh, wait, my, my muffler still needs to be changed. Or... Yeah, the engine light was still was still on, right? <laughs> I was gonna and, say you did say your car had trouble, no, and no, you took it to a car wash. No, no, like, not me. That's not- <laughs> I'm just I'm, I'm saying as an example, right? right so what I get I'm it. saying is your mentality is, oh my god, this new year, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it off right. But what you have not dealt with the things on the inside is how do we switch instead of a great goal is like I'm gonna finish this puzzle or I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna write a paper, right? But when you make New Year's resolutions talking about how I'm going to become better fit. I'm going to lose 50 pounds. I'm going to eat better, right? I'm (laughs) going to do this. I'm going to do that. That requires more than just the normal, okay, I'm going to do this this year. Because it requires a Mm -hmm. lifestyle change. It does. What you said about God, he, he... Plans in terms of decades, right? That's that's well, he plans in terms of generations, yes. But that's a lifestyle change. That isn't a a I'm going to pick up a new hobby. That is, I need to I need to change on the inside. Yes. Very true. I I look at it, um, I was sharing this with you earlier. I look at it in terms of sprinters versus long distance runners. Right. Some people are really good. I, when I was in high school, middle school, high school time frame, I used to run track, and I was a good sprinter. Uh-huh. I was never a good long-distance runner. It requires something different. Yep. Um, I grew up in the era of Flojo and, you know, and, and the runners, you know, even, um, you know, s- several other runners, they, I mean, you could see and they would just, especially like Flojo with her nails and, you know, and everything, and you just loved it. Uh, Flor- yeah. And so um, for me, I loved sprinting because mm-hmm. it took that burst of energy and that 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 spurt. And, you know, you had to have these you had to have these these legs, you know, these thick legs. And you had you could run because you had to have power. Yeah. Long distance runners. If you ever look at it's so funny, too, when you look at like the Olympics and you see the long distance runners and they're always from places like Ethiopia or somewhere. And they're just these small statured sometimes people who just can just run for a long time. Yep, they can just run. (laughs) They can just keep it. Yeah, it's like their life is running. Yes. They're yes. not they're not trying to reach a goal or a number. It's like I'm going to run a hundred yards in five seconds, ten seconds, nope. whatever the case may be. Yes. That is what you train for. And that and that is kind of what I'm what I'm alluding to even now. It's like that's a great analogy. 
Long distance runners don't need power. They don't. They need endurance. They need endurance. Yep. And when we swing this back around to what we're talking about in life, in order to change some things up in life, whether it be your family, whether it be at your job, whether it be, you know, your health, whatever yeah. the case may be, you you're looking for more for endurance and not just a burst of speed. Yeah. You know, I, I going back to the car situation, the car uses more fuel. Look this up. I looked it up. Car uses more fuel starting and stopping than it does continuing at a consistent rate of speed. Mm-hmm. And that and that's great with what we're discussing here. Because again, like I said, if you want to really go into this new year and start to change some things around. Uh, some of them is going to require endurance. Yeah. You know, the the Bible says in Hebrews, um, Hebrews 12, um, it says, uh, you know, it talks about we're, we're compassed, we're, we're uh, compassed about with so many witnesses. Basically, we're surrounded by so many people. Uh, let's run the race that we were given. And he tells us that we run it with endurance, that we run it with perseverance, mm -hmm. because we have to do that. But he also tells us, and Bishop kind of talked about this a few weeks ago, that runners tend to have as little amount of clothes on as possible because, and even whether they're sprinting or whatever, because you don't add weight. Mm -hmm. No extra weight. You cannot add weight to you. And, and sometimes we're trying to run this race of the new year and trying to run this race of where we're trying to go. But we're, we don't have sustainability because of the fact that we're carrying too many things. Yep. I can't race and carry all my, my friends. I can't race and carry all the weight on my job. I can't race. I, I cannot do this and carry everything that I'm not supposed to carry. That's why it, that verse says you got to lay aside every weight and every sin. I love that because it's, it's not just saying, you know, I got to uh, put away sin. Right. No, it's not just sin. I got to put away the things that distract me too. Mm -hmm. Some everything in our lives is not sin, but they can be distractions. Yep. And sometimes I'm allowing relationships and people and and requirements on the job and all these different things to distract me from running the race that I'm supposed to run. And 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 God does show us, you know, w these things will entangle us, but we have a race that we have to run. And if we're going to do it correctly, we have to move. And it's not even that we're not supposed to be fast because I, I let me let me find it. Let me go to it because I want to I want to find it. Um, he tells us in here it is in um, in uh, let me go to the ERV. You know, I always love that when I'm studying. I'm looking at the NLT. The NLT? Okay, I'll go to the NLT. Um, he says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, he's talking about all of those that came before us. He said, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, mm -hmm. especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Yep. That's That last part there. The race that God has set before us. That means I'm not running the rat race that everybody else around me is running. 
I'm not running the race to get to the top of the charts. Right. I'm not running the race to get to the top of the of the corporate ladder. I'm running the race that God put before me because that's the race I'm set to win. Mm-hmm. It's already been settled that I'm supposed to win that race. So that's the race I'm supposed to run. However, I still have to do some work. And a part of that work is moving all these things away that will trip me up. And that's why I said don't get don't get trapped in the moment of newness of freshness because again it is all around yeah. us but, but you, you can use the newness to propel you forward yes. yes the newness is something that can propel you forward if you use it wisely mm-hmm. because that freshness you know it's something about that's why a lot of people who work out i can't seem to do it but they work out first thing in the morning Right. Because they say if you work out, yes, it starts off your day working out first thing in the morning because that gets you going. And then the rest of your day just flows and you don't leave it till last. That's something that you have to determine who you are and what you need to be sustainable in your race, because it's not enough to run the race and just do it. You know, however it happens. No, you have to make sure that it's sustainable. What you have put before you is sustainable. You can't determine, you know, for you, for instance, you put a thing out there. You said you were going to lose weight. Mm -hmm. You've been losing, you know, what, like two pounds a week or something so far for for a while. Well, you didn't put it out there. I'm going to lose 10 pounds a week. Like, no, No. that's not sustainable. It's not healthy. I have to put something out that I can sustain and I can keep up with. You know what else I didn't do? I didn't put a number. No, Um, you didn't. Right. Somebody, somebody who's following my journey as well. uh, He asked me, he said, well, how much weight you want to lose? I said, I want to be healthy. Right. Because again, I'm not saying this is for everybody. I I don't want to generalize like that. But for me, if I put a number on it and I reach it, my brain is like, okay, now what? Yeah. And it's it's hard to sustain it. You talked about sustainability. That is why sometimes I don't like goals because a goal (laughs) is a finality. That means it's over. My journey is over. I hear you. And this journey of life isn't over yet. Yeah. You know. I get you. I I think, too, it's all in our personalities. That's true. Your personality is not that way. I am a goal, you know, I'm a goal person. I'm a list person. I'm going to write my list of what all needs to be accomplished by this age, this time. I'm going to determine exactly how many pounds I need to lose. And this is the number. And, you know, because that's the way my mind works. So I'm I am that type a personality where it's like this this and this and i got it there's there's a there's a a a flow of energy a burst of energy and 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 endorphins when i can cross off my list oh i did that so let me ask you then just in the turn let's let's take it to weight loss not saying you need to lose weight i'm, I'm i know because you don't want to get example. cut <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> as using that as an example, you said that. Th- so how does a type A personality, once you've checked that by, let's say I want to lose, I want to be, I don't know, 130 pounds. <laughs> once, you, yes. once you hit 130 pounds, what, what, how do you write in your plan to stay there? Or is yeah. your goal to lose 130 pounds and then you don't care what happens after that? Well, first of all, if I lose 130 pounds, I'm not no, I'm not gonna lose be t- to get <laughs> yes. to a number or whatever <laughs> number, be, right? Right, whatever, whatever the number is. No, no, once I, you get to that number, 
what do then, you do? What do you do then as a type A personality? I don't know because I've never been there. <laughs> but, you know, that's that's the that's the issue for us is that how do you once you reach the goal, then what? I think a lot of times people don't reach the goal. So they never have an answer for that. I do believe, though, that the sustainability comes from not just. And let's not say the sustainability, let's say the the reason has to be more than just a number on the scale. The reason has to be in order for something to be sustained. I agree. And, and the that's reason why. has to be for yeah. a life change. It yeah. has to be for my longevity. And that is what I'm getting at. At the start, at the very beginning, I, I tell myself, even I tell myself now, and, and my journey isn't just simply because I'm a strong-willed person. You know, my my health told me, hey, it's time. Yeah. Because people have been telling me for a while. You've told me. You've talked to me. You know, we've had serious conversations um, that as husband and wives, they do. But, you know, it was always like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. And, you know, probably deep down I understood, you know, who knows if I'm going to do it or not. I'll get around to right. it. I have time, right? And then I had a health scare. And it's like, no, that, now you now you better. Not but that I'm going to do it. You better do it. But most of us do not respond correctly until the health scare. That's true. But what happens when you're no longer scared? That's always the 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 piece that tells you whether or not it's sustainable. Very much so. Because it, once I'm no longer afraid of what's behind that door. Then what? Right. That's what the then keeps what. me going. Yep. That's the then what. And that's why I said, even from the very beginning when I had this, I used it as to tell people that this isn't just something that I, I was basically forced into this. Mm-hmm. But I told myself, I want to change my lifestyle. I don't want to reach a goal. My goal isn't simply to lose weight. My goal is to, to live a healthier lifestyle. So that in that, there's a whole bunch of milestones, I'll right. call them, that I do want to hit. But so that way, like, I don't look at this as a, a finish line Um goal or or something that I want to accomplish. This isn't a finish line for me. I don't think there is one. Mm-hmm. This is something that I'm changing in my life that is never going to stop. So that is the way that I looked at it and framed it in my head. Will it work? I don't know. It remains to be seen. But that's what I'm getting into this conversation for. Yeah. It's because I want people to understand, you know, think about when you want to make goals, when you want to make resolutions, whatever that, whatever you want to call them, you got to think about what we're discussing right here. This is the whole point of this episode. Let's think about, let's get into what all revolves around making these decisions. Yeah, I, I think that um, the way you look at it, I, I understand, you know, we all have to look at things very differently. But I'll also add in there, it's not that, I don't think that it's that there isn't a finish line. Um, or that you have to keep moving the finish line. I think that you you do have to have these small victories. Absolutely. And cross that finish line. Because it helps you along the way. Because it helps you go to the next. Yep. So you have to look at it as, okay, I crossed this finish line. Yep. 
Now there's another race out here for me. Yep. There's another there's another milestone I can hit. But you have to have those little small victories in the meantime. I agree. You know? I agree. But I will I will I wouldn't be me if I didn't uh again get into the the pitfalls of some of these things. So I'm a sports guy. You know, I'm a sports guy, right? And one of the examples I will use is uh let's say in, in the NBA, ring night. Ring night means that last year you won the NBA championship. And ring night is your first game of the next season at at home. Right. The very first game. Mm -hmm. So you're starting after stopping. (laughs) You, you, You finished strong. You won the championship. A lot of times, I don't know the exact statistics on it, but a lot of times the previous champ, Loses. Loses mm-hmm. on ring night. Yeah. It's because before the game, they get up, they celebrate, they say, like you said, your victory. Yeah. Celebrate your victory. Here's your ring. You did great. And then immediately after that, all right, now let's go. Right. And it's like, wait, I, I barely, I, I want to enjoy this. I, well, I'm not ready to start up yet. I agree. Um, I totally agree. They should do ring night on another night. But I would counter that with the fact that basketball is not important until a certain point in the season anyway. True. But so they don't care. They, there's no reason to win the first night. There's nothing pushing and pressing to make it worthwhile to win that first night. I will agree, but let's take it to this year. Um the in season tournament, you know, I, I, maybe I'll bring it up because my Cause Lakers, the Lakers won. won. <laughs> but the Lakers and the Pacers played in the in season tournament. Now this was in the middle of the season. They they both won their respective bracket and they had a hard fought game. Lakers wound up winning. Both of those teams they had maybe two days and then you continue on with the season because again it, right. it's the middle of the season. Both of those teams have struggled since then. And the reason why the reason why is because not so much because what you said about uh, not not caring is true, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to frame it in terms of what we're talking about here with with people's lives. Yeah, a lot of times it's so hard to rev the engine up after you shut it down. But I think that it still plays because the stakes aren't high enough. Okay, I think that sometimes we need the stakes to be higher. In order for it to be, I got to do this. Okay. I have to make, I, I have to put in the work. Same thing with weight loss and getting healthy. Uh, the same thing with getting your finances in order, purchasing a house. The stakes have to be high enough. The stakes have to be high enough for you to not take any vacations in order to to do so. You know, that was, that was my thing. Like when we were getting ready to purchase a house years ago, it was yeah. like, you were like, okay, well, let's not take any vacations this first year right. so that we can get everything together and we can do what we need to do the after we bought this house and I said okay all right we can do that but the stakes had to be high enough if they weren't high giving it up or 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 um, doing what needed to be done my heart wasn't in it okay but once the stakes were raised same thing with with them they fought so hard for that tournament because they raised the stakes. They said, oh, well, let's let's do this. Let's do this for the extra money. Let's do this for the prestige. Let's do this because, you know, we, we want to win something. Okay. 
so then I my my brain immediately goes to if the stakes need to be so high to bring out the best in you, the best in you, then how do you create those stakes in in life? In, in your in your let let's talk about kingdom, right? Let's mm-hmm. we're trying to be more kingdom focused. How do you raise the stakes to be able to focus on that? You know? Yeah. That's I, why that's why I have uh I don't want to say I disagree because I think every everything you said is correct. But I think that there are examples where I, I, I try to push back on the stakes need to be high because you know, a lot of times it's very hard to raise stakes that high. Yes, and, and you I agree. Know you want to know something? Even let's talk about when you talk about health. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, when the stakes reach that high, yes, sometimes it's already too late. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I'm talking about our our society. You know, that's because like raising the stakes is kind of like a. a, a um, uh, um, a gambling term, term right? Yep. A gambling yep. term. No, but I understand where you, you say, you know what? It's got a, but I do use it in the same way when in terms of health, because uh-huh. a lot of times, especially um, 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 our black and brown, you know, community, we don't do the things that we need to do until the stakes are high, until it's life or death. Right. You know, if you don't stop doing this. You're not going to make it. If you don't stop doing these things, you know, you're going to have to go on dialysis. If you don't start, those are the kind of things that we end up with because we don't move until it's too late sometimes. Right. And even when you talk about the new year, sometimes people start off, but they're listening to all of the negativity around them. They get waylaid and then they just feel like, oh, well, you know what? There is no crowd of witnesses applauding and pushing you no it's people saying get out the gym you taking up space you ain't gonna be here no way you ain't gonna be here in three months right when in actuality everybody had to start somewhere right very true everybody has to start somewhere so yes they start at the beginning of the year give them their time let them you know (laughs) let them take up the machines and and do stuff wrong for a little bit but hope that maybe it'll stick right you can hope that encouragement. maybe encouragement. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I 100% agree. So when we talk about even starting, you know, we talked about starting, we talked about motivation, we talked about stakes. Um, what are some of the keys, in your opinion, of starting correctly? You know, how, how do we how do we start correctly? Let's talk about that. Well, um, oh, there's several things. Um, you know, I, I told you that... Um, I was going to share a little bit about what I had um, been writing in my own yeah. uh, notes for uh-huh. myself. Um, and it kind of started, I, we, we went to South Bend uh, with a pastor and for the New Year's weekend, right. that Friday before New Year's Eve. The start of all my sickness. The, yes, that's when you got sick. Um, and, and we went there and um, had service with them. Right. And he began to talk about uh, the the um, five wise and the five foolish um, virgins. Yep. Yep. 
the bride's Bridesmaids. maids. Yep. Yes. And so he started talking about that story. And there was something that I had written down in my notes that got me writing, you know, a bunch of my other notes. He started, it was in Matthew 25. Uh, he was talking about your posture that you need to be ready, be ready. in this season. Yep. And um, he started talking about those, those, you know, bridesmaids that they had all that time and God kind of quickened in my heart. Um, and I, I had, I had written this little note down because the Bible says in there that they were sleep, right? All of them, all of them were sleep. Yep. Although some of them had full lamps and some of them had half full lamps. And I wrote down in my notes when, while he was up preaching, I wrote this down because God just kind of dropped it in my spirit and I wrote it down. I just kept moving. Are you sleeping when you should be preparing? Yeah. Because the fact that they were sleep meant that they had extra time to get right. Yep. As a matter of fact, in the story, they were waiting. The, they the, were waiting the and late. he was late. Yep. And I put that here. When God is late, what if he's actually giving you time to get ready? Yep. What if he's actually giving you more time? You're thinking God ain't showed up and I've been praying for God to show up and, and he's not here. And, you know, we sing that he's an on time God. He only come when he wanted, you know, may not. What is it? He may not come when you want him, but yeah. he's always on time. Maybe he's not here yet because he's giving you time. To get your house in order, he may, he may, he may always come on time. But are you gonna be on time? Yes. When he get there, right? And I got a funny story. Actually, uh, <laughs> you you'll like this. It, it's the story of when we used to live across the street from the church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everybody, listen. <laughs> the funny thing is, when we lived across the street from the church, I just say, I'll just say me. I don't know how you're gonna respond to this because uh, I didn't prep you for this. I didn't even talk about it. But it, while you were talking about it, it made me think of of it. Of uh, I was late to church <laughs> more time more often when I lived across the street than now. Than now, yeah. When I lived like 20 minutes away, yeah. And it's because of preparation, mm-hmm. and it's like I looked at it as. It takes 15 seconds for me to get to church. So right. <laughs> I don't have to get ready right now right? And, and all of that. But that in itself is a horrible mindset. It, get into what we're talking about with starting. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. It is arrogant yeah. to assume that you have enough time. enough time. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. It's, it's arrogance, and and we don't we don't look at it that way. We think, oh no, I know I know what I'm doing. I know how to get because I'm not one of those people, and you know it. I'm not one of those people who believes five minutes early is is uh, if it's I'm not there time. right. Five minutes early is on time. I don't believe that. And I like being there right at the time. Like that's normally my way up. Oh, 10 o'clock, I'm supposed to be there. 10 o'clock, I'm pulling up. I'm a late person. I know you are. I know. I'm a late person. I'm going to show up 10 minutes late. I know. And hope that you don't don't tell me to go to leave. I know, right? Y'all pray for me, right? (laughs) That's a New Year's resolution. That's your New Year's. You just said you don't even believe it. (laughs) That's why it's going to be one for me. You are a mess. But, you know, the preparation piece is so key. Yeah. Because a lot of times we're not prepared. Nope. And I 
I believe I, I, so these are some of my notes that I have been putting down. I put preparation is the true definition of faith. Yeah. When you are preparing for something, you are showing yep. that you have faith that yep. it's going to happen. Yep. Show me you want it. Show, show God that you want it. God, I'm preparing for this. Yep. Yeah. God, you told me that I'm going to have a house. I'm going to start acting yep. like I have a house. I'm Absolutely. going to, I'm going to start whatever I think my mortgage is going to be. Even if my, even if I'm paying rent and it's not that much, I'm going to start putting that much into the bank Absolutely. every single month to make, to prepare myself mentally. And preparing doesn't mean go putting oil on the mailbox and saying that it's going to be yours. <laughs> That's not, right. it's not what we talk about. Right, right. Because that ain't being prepared. No, it's not. Pre- and I'm not. And I'm not down. I'm not down talking that. I'm not no, saying that. But that's, preparation is a mindset. Yes, absolutely. a mindset that I have to shift yep. from the way that I'm acting now to a new, a new place and a new, a, a new way. Yep. Of, of dealing with things because I'm preparing myself. I'm preparing myself. The Bible tells us, and you know I say this all the time when I'm talking, especially to single women. The Bible says, he that findeth a wife. Mm-hmm. That means that you are already a wife in the spirit yep. before you become one in the natural. Yep. When 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 Jethro was talking he, to he didn't say he who findeth a woman. No, he did not. He said finds a wife. Yeah. When Jethro talked to Moses about finding leaders, he said, Go find people who you already know to be leaders mm-hmm. and then appoint them and make them leaders. So he said, Go out and find people who are already Yes. Prepared. Who are already in the spirit. I feel like singing the Lion King song. You know what? <laughs> Be prepared. Stop. Don't, baby, that's not that's not what you do. <laughs> You're such a hater. Oh, okay. You want you want you want no, to sing some more? No, keep going. All right. Well, I think preparation is is important, but um the next thing that I put down for myself was expectation. Um with preparation has to come expectation. Yes. What are you looking to get out of this? And expectation, you know, the, the Bible tells us that, um, you know, God has already said, no eye has seen, no ear has heard the things. As a matter of fact, and no heart has imagined the things that God has prepared for them to love him. He says, you're, He's revealed it to us because why? Because the spirit is searching it out. We have to be in expectation mode for it, though. When I read that scripture a while ago, I began to realize the reason why no eye has seen it, no ear has heard it is because it's not in the natural. Mm. It's not in the natural. It's in the spirit realm. Mm. But you have to be expecting to pull something out of the spirit realm into the natural realm. Mm -hmm. You really do. You have to have that expectation for it and you have to have the expectation for it so much that it actually manifests out of the spirit realm into your life. That takes a level of godly expectation. And I'm not talking about this, you know, people like to use the word manifestation now um, because the world and got a hold of it and think, oh, well, I'm manifesting this and I'm manifesting that. And it's not just about that. This is really talking about the expectation of believers. Mm -hmm. 
You know, when they went into the upper room, they went there with expectation saying, God said he's going to show up. Jesus, when he left here, he told us to get together. He told us to pray and that he was going to come back and he was going to send us a comforter. They went there and they began to pray and they got on one accord to make sure that they could be in the right place for God to show up. That was expectation. Right. Expectation made it come alive in the room. Okay. A lot of times I think about, uh, I'm going to be sharing this um Later on this week with some of our leaders, I'm going to be sharing the fact that, you know, we are the light. We're the fire, right? right? Those of us that are in Christ and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We have the fire of God down on the inside, the Holy Spirit, let's say the flame, right? The same flame that was burning in the temple. It now burns in our heart. That flame has to go out into this congregation, has to has to meet up with these people. You know what I see these all the people? It's like for me it's like they are, you know, and don't laugh, but it's like little matchsticks. Okay. Little matchsticks that are just waiting for someone to share that light with them so that they can burn brightly too. And it's not so they can burn brightly and burn up. No, that they can sustain the fire of God, but we always want to keep this to ourselves. He said, you, you can't hide it. You can't hide the light that's in your lamp. You can't hide it from, from people. When, when you go into darkness, you're supposed to change darkness by the light that you shed. Absolutely. And that light is the light of God. And it's supposed to be shining through us. Look at you preaching. You know what? Stop. See, you always going <laughs> to, Anyway, that was my expectation. Look at you. you know, oh, that was great. The okay, all I right. loved it. All right, you loved it. Well, the last one um, for me was communication. Okay, I, I was going to get into that because um, I love what you said about expectation, and that you always, yeah, you the one asked on the very first episode of this podcast. I go back and listen. You said, <laughs> "Are we going to get? Or is this going to be churchy?" <laughs> and my response, I don't even remember what my response See, was. you got to go back. But it's like, get we're the going to, there are times where we're going to be churchy. There's times when we're not. So I love what you said. But what I wanted to respond with was, can expectation be a trap? Do you yes. need information in order to, in order to create your expectation? Yes. Or do you get into this thing where you set, incredibly crazy expectations. Yeah. So that's funny that you mentioned the word information because information was another one that I wrote down yeah. as well as demonstration, but I wasn't going into either one of those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but information, yes, because I, I, I have this um, saying um, that I, if I'm counseling someone, I let them know people don't let you down. Your expectations do. Right. Because it's not the person, it's the expectation you had for that person yeah. that really lets you down. And we get so angry at people when you came up with that expectation that they are doing what they've always done. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> Sports reference. <laughs> they are who we thought they were, okay? Um, so your expectations have to be based in God. Right. 
not based in people. And that way you aren't set up for failure because uh, Bishop would always say, you know, if you don't want to be disappointed, lower your expectations. Right. <laughs> you know, he would say that all the time. I'm like, I'm not lowering my expectations. I'm keeping my expectations where they are. But you need to make sure that you are doing that spiritually yeah. and not just naturally. Yeah, and, and one of the hardest people to expect from is yourself. That is true. That is true. Yeah. That's true. Because you have all sides of yeah. the equation in mm-hmm. your head. So And you- I wonder, I wonder if, you know, sometimes um I realized I'm very hard on myself. I am too. I'm very hard on myself. Um because and 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 we have to be careful of that because a lot of times we 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 look at our um, behind the scenes while only judging other people's right. stage. Absolutely. You know, that's that's what they that's show why, you. That's why I said we have all the sides of the yes. equation. Yes. For so our, we're ourselves. judging ourselves by everything that we know about ourselves. Yes. While judging other people about the limited with the limited information that we have on them. Yes. So you have to be very careful with that and not judging yourself so harshly. But then there's these other people who I think they don't judge themselves harshly at all. <laughs> you know, there's just, they just feel like. I truly believe and someone, you know, argument with me if you want. Okay. I truly believe that there are people who don't know legitimately, you know, pastor was talking about the difference between being ignorant and I mean, ignorance and stupidity, right? Mm-hmm. Not, not, not calling anybody stupid, but just the term. Ignorance means you don't have information. Yeah. You don't know. Mm-hmm. So. And, well, and it, it means to ignore. Yeah. And it's difficult to see. I don't need that. For me, ignore means you had the information and you ignored it anyway. That's when I call people stupid. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, back when we could call people stupid, I don't call people stupid anymore. Good job. Uh, but. You're not Bishop. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, you know, just, yeah, setting the expectations for yourself is very difficult. And a lot of times, like you said, we're so different when it comes to other people. But So it, it does say here, I, Oxford, which they tell you not, I think Oxford is no longer the primary or Merriam-Webster. Um it says lacking knowledge or awareness in general, yeah. uneducated. Yeah, and lack lack of knowledge. That that's what I want to what I want to get to. You were talking about how um, you know unrealistic sometimes people get with themselves. It's because they don't know. They literally mm-hmm. don't. There's a there's a blockage, or you know, let let's use ignoring that. They they ignored. Maybe their past yeah. actions, or they ignored all of that. Well, sometimes it's an ignoring of opportunity. Yeah, that's true. Because too. when it says uneducated, is why? Why are you? Uneducated? Why are you uneducated? Yeah, because you did not take the opportunity, and sometimes it could even not be your fault. Up until a certain point in our lives, we are 
subject to the choices of our parents. Uh-huh. But it does come a point where now it's the consequences that you chose. Right. So I still think, you know, I know that it, it comes from the word, from a Latin word, but that word ignore is still in there. Whether True. it is, you know, True. I, I just went past it because ignore doesn't always just mean I just saw it and I said, I'm not going to pay any attention. I'm going to keep moving. No, sometimes you're just moving and you don't even, you didn't even see it over there. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it was I'm just focused this, on over here. It's out of, it's out of my, sight. Yep. yeah. So uh, fin- finish up. Give me the, give me the last one. You said it was communication. What, what do you want to yeah, say about I that? I said my last one, I think that I would want to share. Um, like I said, there were a few others, uh, was, was communication. Um, and communication is very important to me because um, in order to be successful, I think that we have to do communication by the the word of God. Right. And, you know, God tells us through his word that not to let vain babblings and, you know, all negativity, all these different things to be coming out of our mouths. Oh, shoot. Well, I'm out. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) I can't. Just kidding. Anyway, he says, you know, instead, you're supposed to use your communication to build others up. Right. You're supposed to build others up. That's what you were talking about even in the, when you referenced the gym, right? Instead of pouring negativity on the people who are trying to start afresh, how about trying to encourage them instead? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And And offering to help. And maybe, maybe they'll stick it out longer. Because of you communicating in that way. To me, communication is so important when it comes to all of these different things. Because even as I grow and as I move forward, my communication is important because of the fact that as I am preparing and I am in a level of expectation. And even if I'm dealing with the piece of getting, gaining information, you know, because even a part of my study was, Oh, I also need to focus on gaining information and I need to focus on demonstrating the love of God, you Mm -hmm. know, everywhere that I go. Well, that communication is a part of it. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to communicate to others, the love of God. Yeah. You're supposed to communicate to others. How, if I am, going through life and accomplishing different things with God, why am I going to sit back and hold it to myself and not share with others what God has done in my life and how I came to this place? Right. I think that it's important. Communication is so important that we are not just communicating to God, these things, but also communicating to other people. You know, I'm communicating to God, my thankfulness, Mm -hmm. I'm communicating to him, you know, the things that are going on in my heart and in my mind and in my soul. Well, I also need to be communicating to others in how and in in the right way in how I see God and how I've seen him move in my life and how I've seen him transform my life. I, I have to communicate that to other people and I have to be careful to not let negative communication come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been dealing with that. 
Yeah, and that's not, you know, even in terms of when we talk about starting anew, that that's not going to assist you in your journey. It's not. not it's not. It's not, not one bit. I I had to I had to look it up. Uh, it's in Ephesians four and twenty nine. Uh, he says, "Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers." Now, I wonder how much of our talk is actually something that is good and helpful. That's what the New Living Translation says. It says, let everything you say be good and helpful. Good and helpful. So that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. But instead, we live in a society, and unfortunately, we are too many, not we, because I'm not, I refuse, to conform to this society's idea of tearing down everything. Mm -hmm. You know, we have this, uh, you know, we have allowed the cancel culture to come into the church. Mm. You attacking the cancel culture on the Jane. I am attacking the cancel culture because the cancel culture is ridiculous. It's ridiculous because who gives, who gives you the right to cancel anybody? So I'm, I'm not even going to get into what I find disagree disagreeable with the cancel culture. I'll just say this. Cancel culture does not allow for redemption. It or does ch- not. Or change. It does not. And I think that we live in a in a in a world and even in a country that should allow for second chances. It should. but Or it, even chances in general. I'm not even just going to say second chances. Um, and, and that's not to say that everyone is going to utilize it and utilize it well. I'm simply saying that if you burn up everybody the first time they do something wrong, then the world would be empty. Well, we also pick and choose. Oh, absolutely. We pick and choose who we want to attack and and, we, and with no and and with no corroboration, with no uh proof, but we just want to, and even even things that you know, the Bible even tells us if you see a brother caught up right or in a fault, it's your job to restore such a one. Right. It's your job to speak to them and to help them. Instead, we got church people acting like the world attacking others in whatever they're doing instead of extending grace, saying, you know what? They could have made a mistake. Absolutely. Something could have happened. Instead, we attack. And you don't understand that with that same attitude that you've used is going to be the same one. That's going to be used on All you. Right. But then you're going to have a problem with it because you you have a an idea that, well, I, I didn't mean it like that. Well, maybe they didn't either. I have decided, I've just decided just now uh-huh. that we're going to talk about this in depth uh, <laughs> on another episode. On another episode. Absolutely. Yeah, because our time is you up. Seem, you seem to be really passionate I about am. this. You know what I'm passionate about? I'm passionate about grace. I'm passionate about grace because it took grace for all of us. And for us 
to be Christians and to not extend grace to others, to me, we are nothing but the Pharisees and Sadducees that encountered Jesus. I am in 100% agreement with you. My, my only uh, objection mm-hmm. would be this. I, you know I believe in grace. I don't, I don't believe in burying people. Um, however, you also know I believe in consequence. Yes. And I think that one thing the cancel culture is worried about, or one, one thing people is worried about in the church in general, or in any avenue, right? But I think in the church a lot more is if someone met, if someone missteps or mm-hmm. if someone has a, uh, a transgression or, or whatever you want to call it, it, is it going to be dealt with? Yeah. Because cause what, what I don't believe grace means is don't worry about it. Nothing happened. Everything's all good. I don't believe that's what grace is because I think that Grace needs to come before the person, you know, falls too far down, right? Mm-hmm. Like before they before they just tumble down into the depths of hell, right? Like grace, because I do feel like it's like with our children. If you do something wrong... I'm always going to love you for it. However, there will be consequence. And that doesn't mean evil or or, or this, this <laughs> like villain, I'm going to torture you and all of that. No, absolutely not. And it also doesn't mean to be publicly dragged in the mud like what you're discussing about too. But is it going, what is the consequence of the transgression i think that the problem with that statement is that people believe that they're supposed to give the consequences ah there you go it is not your job absolutely 100 to give consequences to anybody 100 percent. the bible says that where sin abounds grace does much more abound Mm -hmm. so it is grace is like that. Grace is going out looking for the sinner, looking out for the people who are doing wrong and saying, you're doing wrong. Guess what? I still have grace for you. This is the same Jesus who, when they brought him a woman caught in adultery, right? he refused to condemn her. Right. And she was in sin. She was wrong. She was caught but he still would not condemn her. What did he tell her? He said, I don't condemn you, but don't go and do it again. This is Jesus right. who was the only one who had the right. right. My issue is who gives you the right to punish anybody? Absolutely. It is God's job to sit up and to sit down. And he knows anytime that you come into this trying to tell people who they are and trying to 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 chastise them without coming to them. The Bible tells us clearly you go to them in love. Right. And share with them their fault. We don't have people doing that. We have people want to go to social media and have a whole conversation about how this person was so wrong. Jury and executioner. All of that. Yeah. And then you have the other person on the other side, and now they're trying to defend themselves. No, you need to stop and deal with things 
the right way. And the right way is the way God said. And he said, you know what? I, I want you to, this is what he did with her. He wouldn't say a word. Right. He wouldn't say a word. You know why? Because sometimes your silence is more important. I heard people talking about, you know, one of my favorite preachers is is on one of the cancel cultures uh, uh, <laughs> box right now. And I've said nothing. I've said nothing. And I saw somebody say something recently about the fact that, oh, well, how come ain't nobody defending? You know why? Because sometimes you stay silent and see who's going to come out and turn their who's going to come yeah. out and try to 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 use what they've heard Here, about you here's, against you. Here's what I'll say to that, to the people that say, well, why isn't anyone defending? The, the same breath with which you say, who are you to determine uh, consequence? Mm -hmm. I also say, who am I to defend? Mm -hmm. uh, first of all, in, in 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 all of these situations, I have zero information. Exactly, and so does nobody else does either. Yeah. So I am neither going to condemn or defend. Matter of fact, like you said, I'm going to say nothing. Exactly, because I know nothing. Exactly, but hearsay. Exactly, but hearsay. Exactly, but you know what? In our culture, everybody feels like they got to be able to have an opinion and share it. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, my opinion right now is we veered so far <laughs> off of what we started talking the about. The new year. Well, it's because, though, I started talking about this communication. And this is big for me for this year. I'm trying to find the right way to deal with communicating yeah. to others and communicating in the right way. Because what we should really be communicating is restoration. We should be communicating grace. We should be communicating God's love for his people. 100%. But instead, we are seeing the church of the living God yeah. communicating hate, yeah. communicating malice, communicating vengeance. And the Bible tells us vengeance is mine, yep. saith the Lord. He said, if anybody's going to get vengeance, I'm going to get it. Yeah. I'm the one that's going to deal with it. But we don't even uh, you know what it tells me whenever you start coming in here trying to judge a situation, you acting like God ain't doing his job. Yeah, that's what you're doing. You're acting as if God is not doing his job. You know what his job is? His job is dealing with people. And if anybody is in the wrong. God knows how to judge and he judges the hearts. And that's why I tell you, you need to be careful. Because while you judging somebody else, you better get that beam out your own eye. I told you. We're this is going to be a whole nother podcast. Have, yes, sir. Okay. Gonna, All we're right. We're going to talk about this. All right. We are. Because we are. I think I have so much to say on a lot of what you just said. I, I told really you we, we should not have sat down without a script. We should have. <laughs> no, no. We, didn't we, we stuck to the script. We, we stuck to the script. We stuck to the you script. You had a script? You I didn't have a script. A, you just had a... That's why I said we stuck to it. I, <laughs> okay. I had a script in my head. I had a script in my head. In and, your head. And you threw it away at the end because <laughs> you were mad at cancel culture. So... I, I threw it away. I'm, I'm canceling this conversation. You're canceling the conversation. For you, now. I'm not... You're oh, not sorry. even going to ask sorry. me my favorite movies. Sorry. All right. I'm not... I'm not 
canceling it. I'm tabling it <laughs> for another time because we will come back to this because it is a prevalent it topic is. It in is. the world today. And no, I haven't forgotten. So, JNAG listeners, y'all know that I did this Meet the Pastor series. We can do mine next time. one of the things that I didn't do is, well, we talk to you. We talk. People got to. But we just to, talk to me because I'm, I'm. No, I'm, we're getting it on record. We're getting it on wax, as they like to, as they, like, they used to say. The the senior pastors top five movies. Oh, you want me to do it now? Anyway, yeah, we're doing it now. Let's do it now. You got. We already over time. The but people, the people are, are the people want to know. The people want to know. Yeah, inquiring right. minds want to know. Cancel culture wants to cancel. know. What's your <laughs> so they could cancel me. <laughs> yeah, they ready. <laughs> it's Scarface and <laughs> so listen. Um, we probably you know, shouldn't do you know it now. My, you know my guidelines. Yeah, your guidelines mean nothing because every person who has come on here has not had five movies. Okay. Uh, Do you have five movies? I have 10. (laughs) (laughs) I have 10. Underneath my top five movies, I have 10. Um, You want to hear them? Yes. What are your 10 top five movies? My (laughs) my 10 top five movies. That should Um, be the name of the podcast. 10 top five movies. No. um, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, my God. I know you hate that movie. I love that movie. Um, It's a Wonderful Life. I I am so very well understanding of that main character. Yep. He's a schizophrenic. He is. Stop. Anyway, it's a wonderful life. I, I love that movie. Um, let's go down all my girly movies. I did love. I did love when he when he yelled. Yeah. At the, at Your the favorite girl part is at, yelling at the teacher. And basically, cussed the teacher out over the phone. That was that was pretty funny. That was the only part of the movie it was you like. You were horrible. That movie is is it's wonderful. It's boring. Wonderful. Okay. It's wonderful. All right. It is wonderful. Podcast listeners, if you have not seen, it's a wonderful it's a, life. It's a classic. I agree. It's a classic. It's, it's a one classic. of my favorite movies. Don't it, listen to me, y'all. Go see it if you haven't. It's my favorite Christmas movie. Or, you know, find it find it in archives. <laughs> yes. Find it in an old box in it's the It's black and somewhere. white, yeah. so just go on and get your separate. My, my, my other favorite black and white movie is Casablanca. I love Casablanca. You're just like sighing heavily over this list. All right, I'm it's just because I sigh I sigh regularly when you put these movies on at home. <laughs> I think I might watch that tonight. You feel like you feel no, up to watching I do not. Casablanca tonight? No, I do not. The Count of Monte Cristo. Scarlet. I don't want to watch <laughs> Casablanca. Scarlet. That's her name, ain't it? No, you're talking about Gone with the Wind. That is not one of my favorite oh, movies. Wh- what's the lady name in Casablanca? We're not even. No, I'm not going to get into the okay. movies. Okay. Good. The Count of Monte Cristo is one of my movies. You know this. Um, you're going to be the first list that I just completely. You hate uh, it. I already knew you hated my list. Remember? <laughs> because you hate it when I watch why it. Why are we married again? <laughs> well, you want me to. <laughs> Do you really want me to tell the listeners What's why? What's your next movie? Count the Monte Crisco. <laughs> I don't even know who's in that movie. <laughs> Pretty Woman. Walking down the street. I love Pretty Woman. I love Sabrina. The one with Whoopi Goldberg or the original? No, Whoopi Goldberg. There's no Whoopi Goldberg in Sabrina. There's not? No. Okay, Sabrina. If you're a girly movie person, you know Sabrina. Are you sure? Yes, I'm positive. 
See, now we're watching Sabrina tonight. No, we're not. And Casablanca. Absolutely not. There's not enough time in the new okay, year. Okay, these to three watch. go together. Casablanca, it takes two years to watch these, that movie. <laughs> these three go together. When Harry Met Sally, You've Got Mail, and Sleepless in Seattle. What do you think about those? Um, I don't know. They're all the, you know, that's the. You've Got Mail. That's the, you know, that's the, the, the top love story over time movies. They're fine. Whatever. Right. An Affair to Remember. <laughs> <laughs> this, this list sucks. <laughs> Craig. Cancel calls her. Get her. Get her. She's canceled. An affair to remember. She's a pastor talking about an affair to remember. By the way, they were not married. They were fornicators. They too. were not fornicators. You really you do believe. You really do believe in grace. <laughs> I do believe in grace. They do, weren't fornicating. Do whatever you want. They were not Jesus fornicating. <laughs> See, why do you do this to me? Because I love messing with you. Okay. My last one. The last one? What is, how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That is nine. Yes, wow, I, I told you. I lost count after the first one. <laughs> That's because you weren't listening. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't the listening. last one, I'm cheating, the Star Wars series. Uh, like all, like all <laughs> nine movies? Yes. I love all of them. So you have you had 18 movies on your top five list. <laughs> no, we're just gonna put the Star Wars series together. Wait a minute. The, the entire like episode one to episode nine. I love all of them. Wow. I love all of them. All right. Give me the stamp of approval. All right, let's go through this. It's a wonderful life. Mm -hmm. Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Count of Monte Cristo, mm -hmm. Pretty Woman, yep. Sabrina, mm -hmm. and When Harry Met Sally, mm -hmm. Sleepless in Seattle, You've Got Mail, An Affair to Remember, and the entire Star Wars saga, <laughs> the 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 Skywalker saga. Yes. Uh, what do you think? Wow. You love it that much. I'm going to go ahead and first G uh, stamp of approval it because you. you're my wife. Yes. And, uh, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, I don't want to reach a goal. I want to sustain our marriage, <laughs> not, not reach 13 years and then end. Right. So it's been 13 years. I'm you don't want to mess it up. You get the first G stamp of approval. Thank you. And by the way, if anybody wants to see Sabrina, it is the 1954 version or the version with Harrison Ford is a later version. But the original is 1954 and it's Audrey Hepburn and Humphrey Bogart. All these racists. You know what? Why is it going to be racist? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the new one is pretty good as well. Uh, I like both of them. It's, it's good as well. What the is one. This? An ugly ducking having an ugly duckling having undergone a remarkable change still harbors feelings for her crush. Yes, she had a crush. But, uh, she was she lived over the garage. Her father was the chauffeur, and she fell in love with one of the sons. All right, I get it. So so fornicating is your sin. I guess you I know what. 
<laughs> you know fornicating was not my sin. you want to tell me. That fornicating was not <laughs> one of my sins. <laughs> you know that. All right. We're off the rails. Oh, man. Guys, I love you first, G. Thank you for listening to this edition, the New Year's edition of the JNAC podcast. Yes. That was a crazy list. Yeah. That is the what? great way to start the new year off. It was a wonderful list. We have list. no idea where this year is going based <laughs> on that list. <laughs> Somebody give me some feedback. Come on, I know that you love. Oh, I'm sure you will. You got you got the you got a whole like fan group. Yeah, but they will. The problem though is is my my group my 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 tribe. They will talk about me. <laughs> They will make fun of me. It's they tough do. love, though, right? Yes. Oh, believe me. They know it's about tough, tough love. love. Yeah, so they'll talk about my list. All right, JNAC. That wraps it up for the New Year's edition of the JNAC podcast. It's a long one here. Welcome back to my co-host, Miss Tiffany Peppers, senior pastor of JNAC, Jesus Name Apostolic Church. Next week, I will be solo again as we finish up our Meet the Pastor series with Pastor Josh. Yes. And then moving forward. We're going to be more into subject matter as opposed to the person being the subject. So you guys just want to tune in. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And tell somebody. Show them the podcast. Share it with everybody. Share it, share it, share it. Let them know how crazy we are over here. (laughs) (laughs) And and try to find someone with this list. Come on now. Casablanca. All right. It's it's amazing. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful it's life. It's a wonderful year. It's a wonderful church. And I am a wonderful first G. You are. And you are a wonderful wife. You are a wonderful senior pastor. And everyone who is listening and listeners of this podcast are wonderful listeners. <laughs> we welcome you to come back next time, JNAC. I love you. First G, your friendly neighborhood podcast is signing off. I'll see you next time. Bye.